0: Man, if there were ever a vaccine that batted a thousand, and there's never been one, and there never will be one, but if there ever was one, they should call it Andrew McCutcheon. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Kutch was introduced. Wait, wait, check that. Reintroduced to our city. With a fun press conference, a fun set of social media, video clips, and everything else that were put out by the team. And they were all, beginning with the press conference, received so warmly, with so much heart, that on one hand, you wonder what happened to to Pittsburgh and its general sentiment toward the Pirates. And on the other, you're just just further blown away by who Kutch is, what he's meant to the team, what he's meant to the city, and how he's broken through so many barriers in both of those regards. He's extraordinary in every way. And our city's response slash reaction to Kutch is beyond. That. It's beyond extraordinary. It really doesn't have anything else that you can compare it to over the past 20, 30 years. And I'm not going to get into a cutch versus, uh, you know, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Ben Roethlisberger, Troy Palomalo, any of that kind of stuff. Cause those are, those are different settings. And what I mean when I say that is if you play for the Steelers, you know, that's a pretty cool thing in Pittsburgh. If you play for the Penguins, especially with the younger crowd, that's a really cool thing in Pittsburgh. But if you have anything whatsoever to do with the Pirates, you're just the worst, you know, or you're not even worth anyone's attention. I I could be joking about this, but I'm not sure that I am when I say that Brian Reynolds could, you know, walk through Market Square and only a couple people there would say, hey, look, there's Brian Reynolds. And if they did recognize him, they still wouldn't be like, hey, there's Brian Reynolds. Whereas if it's Kutch, you'd you'd go nuts. You know, and there'd be no exceptions to that. But even with understanding and appreciating how Pittsburgh has felt about Kutch over the years, I'm not going to lie to you. I've been surprised. I've been surprised by this uh, over the last... Week or so, people, including people who've reached out to me, have been legitimately emotional about it. And one gentleman emailed me over the weekend uh, comparing Kutch to Willie Stargell from his childhood and asking if he can have, you know, some kind of similar impact. And that's where I start kind of, you know, pulling back a little bit or feeling like it'd be necessary for all concerned. To pull back. Now anyone's free to feel whatever they want. I say that all the time. I'm not here to tell others how to feel. However, however, I can advise and comfortably so that expectations should be managed for Kutch Part De in Pittsburgh. He is not the same player that he was when he was here before. And I say that with an immense amount of respect, as well as recognizing that he's 36 years old, and to even still be in the majors at 36 is quite the feat. Never mind being productive enough to hit 17 home runs last season, which he did in Milwaukee. He is still a good player, but are you going to have him at number three in your order? Nope. Are you going to have him playing center field? Nope. Are you going to have him expected to carry the offense at any point in the season? Nope, not if you're being fair. And I think that's a legit subject to bring up even now, and maybe especially now, with how amped up everyone is about him. I remember a slump that Kutch had. This was... Five, six years ago, something like that. It was later in his tenure here, and it was after the three playoff seasons. That's the best I can do for a specific time frame. However, I do have a vivid recollection of where he was sitting on a chair, a lounge chair, in the clubhouse as I walked by. And Kutch had read something that I'd written expressing some dismay that he hadn't been able to carry the offense for about a month straight. And Kutch is not exactly timid about expressing himself in, in such settings. And he he stops me. And, and We've always had the kind of relationship where we can say whatever to each other. And he goes, really? That's what you think? That's what you think? You think I'm uh, unable to – I don't remember exactly what it was that he wasn't turning on the ball. He wasn't pulling the ball at all. Everything was going oppo. And but I don't remember too many of the specifics related to it, but he comes back. You really you don't think I can do that anymore. Do you think that's you think that's the the problem? You think that I'm the problem? And we talked and and we, you know, we had it out and he saw that I wasn't after him in any malicious way because I never could be. And he goes out. I'm sure this is a thousand percent coincidence. I'm certainly not taking credit for it, but he had a monster game that night. And then he had a monster month to follow that. Some of you might actually remember this. And that's not going to be the case. None of it. Meaning I'm not going to be looking at him after a month and say, where are you, Kutch? What's going on? You're supposed to. No, no. Because I've also paid attention to him since he's left. And I, I know that most people in Pittsburgh wouldn't have, because why would you? Why would anyone care how he's doing with the the Giants or the Yankees or the... Where else was he? Phillies, Brewers, whatever. Uh, Because why? Why would you care? You only cared about him on the the six games that he'd play in Pittsburgh each year, if that. That's normal. But you're going to see that 22, and you're going to see him, and he's going to have that same smile and the same everything else, and I'm just telling you, just go easy on it. Go easy on it. When we come back, J1Q. coup comes from Daniel, who asks, What's up with the Pirates dfa Miguel andahar I thought they were really high on him, and these are the kind of moves that make me question this front office. He looked like a legit solution, or at least a potential solution, with the bat. I, I was never as sold on andahar as it seemed like a lot of people were, Daniel, and it sounds like you definitely were. But the first thing that I'll say here is, I wouldn't presume that the Pirates won't still be able to keep him. I'm not going to presume that somebody's going to come and snap him up. He has not put up numbers for the Yankees for years that you would get excited about. Anyone who is excited about Andahar, uh, maybe you too would have to be going back to his phenomenal rookie year that he had in the Bronx and say, wow, yeah, this guy, he's got it all. You just need to put it all together again or whatever. But, Ever since then, uh, he's hit in the minors and he hasn't in the majors. And the Yankees, understandably, were reluctant to give up on him because they were there for the beginning, too. And that's a tough, tough asset to allow to walk away knowing, knowing that someone else could unlock it. We saw very little of Andahar here in Pittsburgh. What we saw was actually kind of odd, if you'll remember were a lot of doubles to the notch. Do you remember that? Like, and even on the road like his all of his power seemed to be to one specific part of the field and because he's a right-handed hitter and he was pulling it to the notch, um that's not exactly great in Pittsburgh because that'll get you home runs in other places and it won't get won't get you those here. But he he would drill the ball. And after the year that we all experienced watching this horrific offense, maybe we inflated him a little bit. I, I didn't see enough of a bat tool there f- for me to say, wow, yeah, he absolutely was going to be. I was surprised that they hung on to him through the Rule 5. Not going to lie. And I was really, really surprised when he got tendered. Uh, that was just, uh yeah. So does it not line up to have uh, the team make the moves that they did to retain him and then just DFA him as soon as Kutch came along? Yeah, probably. But I think what has to be understood here is that, A, again, Andahar hasn't been that guy for a while, and, B, this general manager has very evidently made a priority, in particular this offseason, of keeping the pitchers that he's got, meaning the relievers, This, I'm surprised more people don't discuss, and maybe we should make it the focus of an episode here soon, but keeping Dwayne Underwood and Chase DeYoung, these are not common moves for what this front office has already shown us, and I believe, and I'm going to tell you right now that this is nothing other than a theory, but I believe that this is something that Derek Shelton would have asked for specifically. Oh, really? You want me to start taking the game seriously again? Okay, make sure I've got real live arms out there. Make sure that I've got real live people that I can bring into, you know, tougher situations or long relief situations. And he tells them, you know, well, I really like Underwood. Underwood never gets hurt. Rubber arm gets you a zillion outings. Uh the young can go either way, meaning you know, starting relief, whatever. And he actually put up quietly very good numbers last season. So every single move that's been made since Rule Five, since arbitration, you'll notice that those guys, the relief pitchers, have stayed put. And that might be, again, if this came in any form from Shelton, and this, by the way, is nothing you could ever find out because all they'll ever answer to questions like this are, well, we all discuss these things together. That's all you're going to get out of it. But it makes the most sense because there's nothing about the rest of this building process or rebuilding process that screams to you, yeah, man, let's keep Dwayne Underwood and Chase Young." I appreciate the question. I'm just not... I'm not all that into Andahar, and maybe I'll be wrong, and maybe they'll end up keeping him anyway. You never know. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.